The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is The Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, The Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is The Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, July 22nd, 2023. Welcome to The Cigar Graveyard, a place where past cigar brands have gone to rest in peace. But be warned, over the years, some have come alive again. Some should, and others, maybe not. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the more manly edition of The Cigar Authority, (laughs) now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, as well as being awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, the Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. It is Cigar Radio at its finest, and the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You can catch the podcast on demand anytime or on our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. And uh, Mr. Jonathan is not here today. Uh, I, I thought that he was dancing with men again, and he may. He may be doing oh, that. Oh, he will. But uh, he is at a wedding, it turns out. Uh, our friend Freddie Nader, uh, Oceanside Cigar Shop in Maine, is getting married today to Ashley. Hmm. And Trevor has gone too. I believe Trevor might be in the wedding party, huh. and Jonathan is going to the wedding. And, I, uh, I heard uh, Jonathan called first dibs on the first dance with the groom. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I heard also he's going to be Trevor's dancing partner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll get all the details <laughs> next week uh, to see what happened there. But that's going on as we speak, so they can't oh, even great. be. Great. I gave him a shout out. He's got to be watching it on his honeymoon because uh, he can't, can't be watching it now, I don't think. It's happening. Can Jonathan just play this show at the wedding? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, all right, let's light up a cigar. Uh, what do we have here, Barry? Yep, today's first cigar is the West Tampa Tobacco Company Red, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by West Tampa Tobacco Company. Hmm. The size is a 6x52 Toro, and it features a San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan Condega binder and fillers from Nicaragua consisting of Condega Viso, Esteli Viso, and Esteli Lajero. A single will set you back $10.19, while a box of 20 is $179.99, which comes out to $9 a cigar. That's a savings of $24 or 12% off on twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right. Here's one of those cigars that came out for the trade show and came in under $10, Mm. and it's a winner. I'm excited about this cigar. We've had it for a little while ourselves. First time smoking it on the show. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. 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 (laughs) 
So uh, there is a West Tampa black. There is a West Tampa white. There, this is the West Tampa red. Yeah. He yep. said this is the last color. This is the last color. Yeah. Um, they hit this, and you guys smoke the Attic Series when it yeah. came out, right? Mm-hmm. This is like with the Attic Series, which is a test. I, I would call it reminiscent of the Attic Series. Yeah, it's not a it's exactly not a the same, but it's. And, it, you could tell it's a relative. Right. And to be fair, the Attic Series was a lot pricier than mm-hmm. this one. Now, I'm not Mr. Color, you know, looking at colors. But Does it is, taste red? Not that it tastes red, but is the band brown? Yeah, it's more of a brown than a red. And they caught some flack when it came out because the photographs they put out, they definitely enhanced the red color in the pictures. Mm. And it's then when the cigar came out, they're like, it looks nothing like the band no. in the photos. Nor does mm. it look red. Like nope. if, if I said to you, go to the store, get me a West Tampa red, mm. you see the white one, yeah. you see the black one, and the brown and a, one. And a brown one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a vaguely reddish brown. But really? I, I, that's why I don't see. I, I see I, I just hope, single colors. I really. hope the next round the bands that they change it to more of a red yeah, color. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe. Sometimes you put these things in, and then when the thing gets printed, it's not like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expected a bold red. Mm-hmm. All right, let's light this bad boy yeah. up. We're going to use the Vertigo Mechanic, and it features the patented big-ass tank, three jets, and on the bottom, a bullet cut, all for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine. Well... Is this the one? Yeah, there's, there's more. But there's more. But wait, there's more. Oh, yeah, that's right. It has, <laughs> yeah. It also has a draw poker on it. Yeah. Whoa. So, so this thing comes out, and this is not only a poker if you want to smoke even further down yeah. the cigar, mm-hmm. but also has the little cuts in it in case you got it stuck, um, got, got a bad draw, right? For yeah. a lot of situations, it's long enough because a lot of times it's right at the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where people twisted the bunch, or if you needed a weapon just in case, you got a little something Ooh. here, right? It's you could poke it's an eye out with that. Better than a rape whistle, right? yes, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> Doesn't do anything, right? <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, today we are uh, talking about the cigar graveyard and um, with acquisitions, um, and you see Alec Bradley in Room One Hundred One mm. went to Scandinavian Tobacco General Cigar. Um, I decided to take a look at past acquisitions and take a peek into the graveyards of cigars because I find it connected. When you said take a peek, I almost hit the asylum bomb. <laughs> ah. um, so Alec Bradley and Room, One, Room 101 are not in the graveyard yet. Mm. Uh, and hopefully they never will be. But history tells me a different story. Would you say they have one foot in the grave? They could have one foot in the grave. Because as I get into this, you see, why do these, why do these things end up happening? And sometimes they're, they're built to get destroyed. Right. They're, they're bought to be destroyed. It's the weirdest hey, thing. Dave, Jason says, Mr. J got so skinny you can't even see him can't anymore. can't even see him anymore. <laughs> it, it's like we're first class. Yeah, right it's now. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as long as we're mentioning in the chat room, we should give out a shout out to Bingo, who's hosting a little uh, get together to watch the show live. Huh. I know Alex and Vanessa are there. You might remember when they got married, he sure. wrote in. Uh, but there's a get together down there watching this mess. They're all watching live? live? Live. Okay. All right. So uh, 
most likely in the first few years of acquisition, um, some money has been held back from the person that sold it. That they'll say, okay, here's 80% of your money. Right. You'll get the other 20% uh, in two years. Transition period. And assuming that what you sold me is uh, not just a bill of goods, but it's actually accurate. It requires the seller to help the brand for at least the first few years, usually. And then sometimes the brand gets sick and dies after that mm. fact. I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm telling you, I'm just going back into history and I see these things. When a big corporation makes a acquisition, it is not always for growth of the brand. They actually didn't buy it to grow the brand. Sometimes the acquisition is to kill the competition. So if they look at that product as a competition to themselves, they say, I'll buy it, I'll control it, we'll make some money off it while we do it, and then it's going to go away anyway. <clears throat> um, this is true especially with big corporations buying it as direct competition a, 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 when they are a direct-to-consumer company, which Scandinavian Tobacco mm -hmm. is, that maybe a lot of their sales on their websites that they sell direct-to-consumer becomes that product, and they want to switch it over to theirs because that's their most direct competition um, that's out there. Meaning they sell to the cigar retailer directly, the end user, in the, of the consumer product. This is certainly the case from Scandinavian tobacco owners of General Cigar and Forged, along with direct consumer giant discount retailer Cigars International, Thompson Cigars, Cigar.com, and so on and so forth. They have a ton of them that are out there, mm -hmm. and they look like different companies, mm -hmm. but they're all rolled into one company. When you look back at a company to buy, there are many reasons to buy those companies. Um, and this is not, um, let me bash on Scandinavian Tobacco, they're the ones. I'm just giving you an example of what it is. There's lots of others that do uh, these type of things, but I'm just using them as a model to explain to you uh, how I'm thinking of this um, graveyard episode. So remember, when they're buying a company, they're buying a competitor sometimes, and sometimes for the graveyard, it's actually determined going into there. So why? Why do they buy a competitor? And there's six reasons for it. Buying a competitor can eliminate the price pressures. When a competitor is offering goods at a fairer price than maybe yours is, um, a a like product, but at a better fair price. The buyer now can raise the price of both brands higher than they previously were without fear of the competition going to actually take hmm. some of your business away from you. Uh, people often say competition is good. It keeps everybody honest. But if the company buys the competition, they don't need to be honest anymore. Hmm. So... Watch what I'm saying. See if this ends up falling mm. into stories you've seen in the, in history, uh, because they are, and see if they happen in the future. By buying the competition, there is also the opportunity to reduce duplicate in-house costs, such as finance, insurance, property costs, reps, warehousing, and so much more. We saw that when Cigars International bought Thompson. Mm. And I said, oh, that's the end of everybody that works at Thompson down in Florida because they'll roll it into Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And, oh, no, they're going to hang on to it. That lasted about six weeks. And then that was all gone. There was no real estate anymore, no other employees, no nothing. Look what they ended up getting. They got all the sales and no, none of the costs mm. associated to them. 
Uh, but buying a, comp, a competitor, you can now secure valuable contracts for your existing business supply and, and things like that. So um, maybe this tobacco that um, Alec Bradley got or availability to factories that made sure. cigars – and they are not, and, and I know it for a fact, they, there's a factory that would not take anybody else. Well, mm. they want in on that factory. Well, they just bought their way in. Yep. They got it, and they control that factory. By buying a competitor, you can get placement now, shelf space within a store that carries that existing brand, maybe not yours. Or maybe you're 50-50 in there, and now you got 100% of it. And now you can squeeze that product that you own out and put the product you want in. Watch for things like that. By buying a competitor, you can send a message to the industry that you're acquiring competitors means you are stronger in the marketplace. And in many cases, put your competitors behind. This works on a few different things. When you do an action like that, now your competitor, your big competitors, actually have to do the same. So when I get into acquisitions of somebody, oh, these guys just bought Alec Bradley. Well, what does Altadas have to do at this point? What does Swisher have to do? You think nothing? Believe me, meetings took place at that point and said, they just may move their chess piece. We have to do something now. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. By buying a competitor, um, you can acquire to retire. So I don't think this is the case by all means when it comes to Scandinavian tobacco, which is a corporation, but you would buy a small company, a smaller company, bring it into your fold, and then when you are selling the company, you want to sell the company. Now, why did you buy somebody if you're going to sell it? Because now it makes your EBITDA number, earnings before interest and taxes, higher and you buy it so that you can now sell that company off as one person. And then the person that ends up buying that, let's take a um, – uh, eh, I don't even want to – I don't want to go down that road, but yeah. there's companies that bought other companies and they, they dump certain brands right, right. that they end up uh, buying. because they, they had no interest in that, but it came with it. Well, there was interest in, in that company buying it because now it's going to help their overall number of what it's going to sell for. And, you know, in some cases, there were assets that weren't just cigars, you know, like cigarettes or something. Yeah. And somebody would acquire that and say, well, we didn't even want the rest of it. Nat Sherman. Yeah. Yep. Right. So they end up with a uh, – in Dunhill, both, both yep. Nat Sherman and Dunhill, who had great cigars – uh, great cigar company, but their cigarettes were big. Yeah. And both companies bought those companies and actually threw away <laughs> the cigar. They didn't part. even try to sell it. No. They said, let me just get rid of it. Just let me throw it away where it's an asset. You can get something for it. Nah, let's just. And it's not it, worth the trouble for right, them. Right, right. It, it's just a rounding error. Mm -hmm. that, that's how little cigars are. So um, uh, lots of good reasons. Uh, for growing brands, but possibly some really good reasons not to grow the brands. Um, sometimes they buy um, and simply mismanage it because they're getting into a product that they're not diverse on. Let's take Davidoff buying Cusano, for instance, when that happened. They came right out and said it to me after they bought it. We don't know what to do with this because they were yeah. ultra-luxury goods, and all of a sudden they, they brought, brought this the inexpensive. Right. Bargain Cheap brand, brand, bargain brand, yeah. yep. Um, so they end up letting the, letting the thing die or, or actually try to kill it. 
and let it go. Um, and at that point, the cigar brand ends up in the cigar graveyard. Mm. So we'll see some of those things go there. But right now, it's time to ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And today's question comes from Big Scott. Be funny if he was a little person. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he asks, how often should I purge? I smoked the Yaya Bagyu, and I purged it about five times, and I find it gives it a cleaner flavor. But how much is too much, and how often should I purge? We just had that question a minute ago before the yes. show started. Uh, and and, he, and um, the man in the audience was saying to us, Winston Churchill, Churchill did it the backwards. He purged from the lid end. That's crazy, right? Putting the linen in your mouth, literally, <laughs> and blowing out. That's not the way to do it. Winston Churchill was a smart man, but you're blowing out of the cigar, um, typically lighting it as you're doing mm-hmm. it, and uh, relighting it, um, and how often. I never purge unless I'm relighting a cigar. Right. I mean, I don't think there's an answer. I mean, no, I, I, mean I don't think the average cigar smoker does it. It doesn't hurt anything. I've, I've done it. If the cigar starts getting funky to me, that maybe you, like tar is building up inside mm-hmm. or something, you're, you're feeling it getting, uh, because again, I'm not looking for overly nicotine and high strength. Mm-hmm. So maybe you like it. You, you're getting down the end and you're yep. liking like it even more. At that point, I'll blow out, clean the chambers of it, and then smoke it. Um, but... If, if you're doing it like 10 times during a cigar, that's kind of weird, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I could see purging it if you're smoking it fast because then you get a more likelihood for uh, the tar buildup. Yeah. So, yeah, you would purge that. But uh, we got somebody in the chat room that says he does it often. and uh, But, yeah, it's something I've never thought of doing. Hmm. Hey, um, this, we have no care package cigar today. No, because it's five, five Saturdays in, in the month. Yeah, and we ended up using something yeah, double or whatever. Yeah. Um, because people were asking, I got no cigar for this week, and what, what did we doing, end up doing? Um, so everybody hasn't, hasn't smoked a cigar, because mm-hmm. I would like to know a, a strength profile on this right now. Yeah, I would give it a six and a half, seven. I'm surprised it's up there for me. So obviously I'm I'm at an eight, but I'm mm. I'm surprised. But I do like this, and I smoke it often. But mm. I just thought about it while we were uh, mm. going into the segment of how strong is a cigar, and I go, it's stronger than my taste would normally mm. go. But um, it seems very well aged. Or something's going yeah. on where I'm able to stomach it. Basically. Well, you like it because you get malted milk balls. It's mm. a flavor profile on that. Yes. That's why you like it. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that. But you're not a fan of the Whopper. You like the Malteser, right? Better. Yeah. Better. You'll eat a Whopper. Yes, I will. I've been From Burger both. King or the candy. Both. <laughs> yeah. Both. <laughs> both. Um, all right. So back on to um, the 
uh, cigars going into the graveyard. So, um, again, I'm picking on Scandinavian tobacco only to give you an example of it, and I'm and I'm sorry for that. I, as I'm looking at it, I should have went with a whole bunch of different people, so it didn't seem like I'm picking on one person. But if you go on Scandinavian Tobacco's website, it says right at the top of their website, the art of acquisition, and there's a tab. This is who they are, the art yeah. of acquisition. They own General Cigar. General Cigar, the largest manufacturers of premium cigars in the world, is a subsidiary of Scandinavian Tobacco Group with North American headquarters in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, over 60 years ago, 1961, General Cigar, which was profitable by selling $30 million of cigars annually. This is 1961, $30 million, was purchased for $25 million by a group of investors headed by a man named Edgar M. Kalman. Uh, Edgar was the brother of Philip Morris Company CEO Joseph Kalman, and that was the cigarette brands, obviously, and um, a fourth-generation tobacco grower uh, for American uh, tobacco industry. And he was into cigars, the brothers into cigarettes. They both became billionaires, uh, so um, they did very, very well. Um, but that was Edgar Cullman actually putting a bunch of investors together to end up making that purchase. And if you can imagine what $30 million was in 1961, I mean, giant. They acquired a brand called Gold Label Cigars. So they bought it. They acquired it. Gold Label Cigars. You never heard of it, right? It happened mm -hmm. to be, at that time, the number one cigar sold in the United States. And they acquired it and killed it. They acquired Temple Hall, another dead brand, mm -hmm. and Macanudo, uh, still out there, but certainly not what it used to be. Right. Um, side note, where did Potagus come from? The brand Potagus. In 1978, they took the name and started calling their cigars Partagas. That was a Cuban cigar right. brand. They also took Boulevard and Ramon Alones. Uh, they just applied for the label, uh, the trademark, right. and they just took it. They didn't buy it from anybody or anything. People say that to me that we have Red Anchor. How did you get Red Anchor? It was sitting there. Nobody was taking it, and... I applied for it, and a few years later, I got the trademark, and that's what they did. Sancho Panza totally took it, and later Cohiba, and that's been a lawsuit. For whatever reason, um, Cuba has been fighting with them over Cohiba, and partly because Cohiba didn't exist for a long period of time. They invented Cohiba themselves, so uh, that <clears throat> not acquired. Um, so that's a long story, and you can go to an old episode of the Cigar Authority, uh, the Cohiba episode, and you'll get really deep into what ended up happening there. But hey, you, you referenced a great book that came out. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, really going deep from the guy that was the lawyer um, for that whole lawsuit that continues to this day. And we're talking continues to this day. We're talking the 80s. Uh, so we got um, a good 40 years of this lawsuit going on. Can you imagine the money? There's the $25 million. That's gone <laughs> right there. <clears throat> uh, General Cigar is not new to acquiring brands. Uh, in 1997, General Cigar acquired Punch 
and Hoy de Monterey and Banshees, um, all from a company called Villazon. They later acquired La Gloria Cubana and El Rico Habano. Whatever happened to El Rico Habano? I don't think they ever even marketed it. They just no. threw that away, yeah, right? Yeah. It came with it. But in the day, th- that was a good top-of-the-line brand. Yeah. It was a full-bodied brand uh, that they wanted nothing to do with. They acquired Don Tomas, Astral, Helix from UST. Uh, Helix was like the new up-and-coming um yeah. Mild cigar. Yeah, I think it also had like a bright band that kind blue. of remember purple or blue. Yeah. Yep. They had a purple from the Doro, blue for the and I'll tell you, that was the one that was going to take General Cigar out. Mm-hmm. And General Cigar absolutely bought it to, to kill, kill it. it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because that's what they did. They stopped immediately. And we carried the brand, and it was a up and coming big, big time brand. Um they bought Cigars International, and they took the diesel brand on, which they're working at hard right now, and Five Vegas, which I don't see anymore. No, it's basically a catalog brand. Okay. Five Vegas, was, um, which was Cinco Vega, um, was the top of the, top of the line, uh, which was an existing brand that was actually out, and CI bought it from somebody, and CAO, um, and controversial how that was actually cao bought general cigar but that's another long story you got to go back into the archives for that one in 2005 swedish match acquires general cigar and in 2010 swedish match merges its premium cigar into scandinavian tobacco group so that's how that went but in most recent years, Scandinavian Tobacco, also known as General Cigar, also known as Forged, also known as Cigars International, Thompson, Cigar.com, and many, many more. Again, this is a big corporation with lots of things in it. Let's go over the brands and see if they were bought for growth or to kill them and why. Uh, Agonis. They bought Agonis. Why did they do it? It was a little teeny brand that had nothing to do with it. It had no traction, no. So Agonis, my belief of why they did this was in all the discount mail order houses. Mm-hmm. And they bought it and they got all the customers. And so it's they, still a mail order product. Mm-hmm. But then they, and one of them being Thompson, they didn't own it at the time. Mm-hmm. Thompson was killing it with Agonis and so was um, Cigars International, they bought it, and then all the Thompson cigar customers would have to go to Cigars International to do it. Now they own Thompson too, mm. and they just kill it because mm. it was only used as a pawn in that for customer that, acquisition. Correct. Bahia, Bahia from Tony Bahani, the first real boutique cigar mm. to come out of the gate, like unbelievable. They take that brand on, which was a monster brand. Uh, Rocky Patel will tell you. That, that was something Rocky Patel used to look at. Oh, my God, if I could ever get a hold of that brand. They buy it, kill it, and then try to push on their private label uh, brands right. uh, that they had. Uh, Tarano. Tarano, that, w- that was 10 years ago. Yeah. 2013, 10 yep. years ago. Yeah, and the silver, the Exodus, was big in the catalogs, and they bought it to control... Yeah, they'll end up taking away from them. Then they bought the catalog, too, and then do they even make it anymore? It's still on the catalogs from yeah. time to time, but I don't know if it's regular production or they're just killing whatever was pre-made. Yeah, Lacia. 
you know, that was a black and white also, by the way. Was, yeah. was, was, was smoking the uh, West red. Campus cigar, mm-hmm. the red, but they have mm-hmm. a black and white. And we, that's what I thought about when they first came mm-hmm. out and said, oh, here's another black and white one. Uh, but Lucia Cigars um, was a little guy. They, they bought it more for the personality, but the personality fell flat. Yeah, they took him on, put him in the office. Yeah, which made no sense. Right, this is the guy that he was the guy that connected with the consumers, yeah. and you made him an office guy. You got him cut his hair. Yeah, get, get rid of the Kid Rock look. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it, it's so weird when they do this. I look at it and mm. say, "What are they going to do with it?" And this is how I look mm. at the acquisitions they made, and this is this is why I look at the way I look at it. Uh, Balmoral, Balmoral mm. was growing like unbelievable, yeah. and that was it. They buy it and. It goes away just like that. It's over. Um, which would I think are now dead brands to my knowledge? Um, what's the fate of these? What's the fate of Ramona One acquired in 2022? And they were at the trade show. And Alec Bradley, 2023, at the trade show, they were together. But they already added their other stuff that was in there. Their bull moose and their, their the other stuff was in there. Watch what I'm saying. It's going to be a year or two from now, and then you're going to say, whatever happened to these brands? Hopefully not. You'll see when they eventually pull the plug on Forged, which I think is just a matter of time, that's when you'll see these brands, they'll no longer give it a chance. They'll pull the plug on those two. So you think they'll they'll build some of these brands and the ones that end up catching that just roll into General Cigar? I, and I, say, I, I yeah. think so. And then they save millions of dollars on their labor costs yep. that are on there because they're doing it. This is, you know, a finance move all over. Because General is an older brand. It caters toward the older customer. This is their their attempt to do customer acquisition all over again, but for a younger cigar smoker. Yeah. So my apologies for just picking on General Cigar there, but just to give you an example of uh, acquisitions and what happens and why mm-hmm. I think of it. But right now, early thoughts on West Tampa Red. This is the Toro that we're smoking. Would you say six and a half inches? Uh, six inches. Six, six inches? Yeah, six and a half on strength. Okay. Mm. Uh, six by 52. Uh, listen, it's a contender. It's a contender. I actually like the Robusto better than the Toro. All right. In most companies, I prefer the Toro, uh, but the Robusto hits different. I think it has a little more zip. Yep. This is their best yet. I was a big fan of the black. Yep. This is this more is even- refined than the black. And priced where the economy is right now. Yeah, you know, not on, nine something for the uh, robusto, ten nineteen for the Toro. Yeah, yeah this is where you want to be. All right, uh, let's go to break. <clears throat> when we come back, other brands that were acquired and may or may not have gone to the graveyard. You, judge, you be the judge. And later, Barry has a uh, big cigar authority news to share with everybody. So stick around for that. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Rick Rodriguez from West Tampa Tobacco Company. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and the one we're smoking right now, West Tampa Red Passion with a Purpose. We are back. I think it's official. We have a contender, right? Yeah. This is one of the best cigars of the year. And the price is right, and this is a great cigar. And uh, if you haven't tried the West, I wish we had it for the care package, but mm. uh, we didn't. Uh, but um, 
maybe in a future day. I, or I think but, we should in the future. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, uh, grab yourself, go to your favorite brick-and-mortar retailer, find West Tampa Red, and uh, give it a try. I think you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised for what you can get for $10 and under. It's unbelievable. Um, there's not a lot of it out there, let me tell you. Coming no. back from the trade show was completely <laughs> the opposite. Oh, it's nuts. Crazy pricing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, they, they, they have to have a grasp of what's going on in the United States. And uh, the economy is hurting, and it's not the time for $25 cigars, but hey. Well, $100 cigars. Right. $300 cigars. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, other brands that were acquired that may or may not have gone to the graveyard, you guys help me judge that. So Oliva, when they buy Oliva, um, with that came Nub Cane, Gilberto Oliva, um, Whatever happened to Kane and Gilberto Oliva? Kane is still out there. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Wow, I don't see it at all. Yeah, when we see the rep every now and then, he gives me a Kane. Oh, really? Yeah. Which was, I mean, they were really pushing. That was the full-bodied side yeah. of, of it. Uh, okay, it's news to me, uh, or I don't see the Oliva rep that often. Mm. Um, but um, it seemed like a good acquisition. Uh, they did better than I thought they would. This is Jay Cortez mm -hmm. that bought it. And um, if anything, I think they grew Oliva. Definitely. Uh, they but, expanded the portfolio with the yeah. Milanio. And, yeah. You know. No, Milanio was already there. Well, they're still expanding the Milanio. Yes. There's new sizes. And they have a $300 cigar. $300 Oliva. Uh, I looked at it, um, but I didn't smoke it. Uh, nor do I even want to, but uh, gold on it. And I said, what's so special about it? And they said, oh, it's got the gold on it. And said, That's not an answer <laughs> of why I should smoke that cigar, but <clears throat> who knows well, where they're going there. And some things just go to the ICU, which is catalog only. Not and then it. eventually <laughs> they go yeah. to the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. If it, go, if it goes there, that's the It's the ICU, it, right? I think. And, and they were direct to consumer also with owning the uh, cigar page, I believe mm -hmm. it is. Um, Cusano, Davidoff, another direct to consumer also. Uh, but I don't see them pushing the, the uh, Cusano brand Not at they all. They came out with it, and it makes no sense for them to push it. Yeah. Like, well, you, you know what they did wrong? They took the Zeno brand. I know. Yeah. And they turned it into where Cusano should be. Right. And you already had the brand for it mm. and, and had the customer base for it and all that. Now you got to build it to Zeno and, and why. And Did I see at the show there's a new Zeno size that's pre-punched or something? Yeah, half Corona <laughs> or something like that. Oh, really? Comes it might, is it in tins, tins or something? Yeah. Yeah. So it's machine made probably. No, I believe it's uh, you know long filler and all that. Really? Yeah, it's just uh, like uh, the Podomo half Corona is in the tin. Yeah, right. not pre-punched. No, not the, no. The Perdomo ones weren't. When some, so, you know, when I they mean, make a machine-made cigar, they have to put this rod. Yes. And it goes it gets connected to the rod of how this mm. cigar is made by machine. Uh, the thought, typically, you see a hole in it. So mm. if you put make the hole bigger, it doesn't look like... I'm guessing. Mm. I don't know that that's yeah, the case. I'm, I'm thinking their thought process was, you know, you're taking it with you. If you don't have a cutter, it's pre-punched. I don't know. All right. It's news to me. I didn't see it. They're not at the show. That's why I didn't see it. No, I just saw a press release. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's confirmed that it's handmade. Wow. Okay. All right. I got to check it out. My Davidoff rep maybe is going to bring <laughs> one in. Uh, inexpensive, right? It's got to be. Um, there is 
Comes out to it's a thirty dollar tin, so it comes out to six dollars a cigar mm. for a half Corona. For a half Corona, Whiskey Miser says next they'll have pre lit cigars. There we go. Already smoked. <laughs> All the work is done for you. Just, just ashes. You don't even have to smoke it. Uh, Hammer and sickle sold to me, and I killed it. Oh, you're a murderer. Buy one, get two boxes free. If that doesn't put an, a knife in your heart, nothing does. Any plans uh, to resurrect it? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I have, if, if I needed substantial equivalence, I have it in there. Um, if, if the war ended and, mm. and Russia became a friend, yeah, yeah, or something, who knows? I could do it. You got to put something out every once in a while. Mm. Um, that, it's a thought. Maybe I'll put a little something out every once in a while just to mm. keep it going. I also bought back in the day Ortsak. Mm-hmm. La Mesla Cubana, back on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, Rushmore, never did anything with, with these cigars. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy them to destroy them. I bought them basically for the inventory. Right. That it mathematically worked out and said, okay, I'll have it, and then I have the trademark to it too if I wanted to do anything with it. But I really didn't. Uh, but knock on wood, we were very lucky that the substantial equivalent went away. Yeah, yeah. If it did, and we it didn't go away forever. We don't know that. Right. Uh it's the uh, it's insurance policy, yes. right? I have it as an insurance policy. Um Onyx. I remember Onyx was sold, which was a brand all by itself doing doing well. Altatus took it on. They tried to bring it back a couple of different times. Is is it a dead brand? Is it in the graveyard now? It's, or? it's, it's I think it's dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but that that was the blackest cigar yes. on yeah. the market. Yeah, uh, back in the early days of the, the early nineties, uh, that cigar was big, mm-hmm. big, big seller. Yeah, it's still a catalog brand. Really? Yeah. Okay. How about Big Butt? Do you remember Big Butt at all? No, that was but one I, of I the, like Big Butts. Yeah, and I cannot no lie. lie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Big Butt was a brand. It was cartoony, but uh, they sold like crazy. Another cigar boom one sold to Altadis, then consolidated cigar. And I, they they started a little bit push of it, and then they just let it go. But they, they actually made the purchase of it. There was a whole accessory line of Big Butts also, and they started it up, and then they said, ah, this ain't working, and it goes away. And I don't know what kind of number money it went mm-hmm. for, but it was like, well, you barely gave it a – a yeah. shot to, to do it. Um, why make the purchase if you're not all in, right? That was a yeah. cigar before its time, too. Yes. It, you know, it was strong when strong wasn't in. Yeah. And yeah. listen, with acquisition, sometimes it's just negligence. They didn't do enough due diligence on it. And then when they find out what it really is, Boy, they though, abandon it. It's a long process of buying a company out. And oh, you think I've, that, I've, in yeah. software, I, I've seen it often. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, kind of crazy, but... Um, Do you I, unplug a big butt cigar with a butt plug? It would be. That yeah. would be the bullet cutter with yeah. the butt plug, right? Yeah. Big butt plug. Yeah, Dave likes the butt plug. There we go. The butt plug I thought was good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's for you, Barry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Tiamo. Tiamo uh, Altadas. Um you don't hear of that. It was the biggest brand ever. Yeah, I know, but it was on the decline even when they took it, right? No. No? No. It was That was um, through the 90s. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was at Two Guys Smoke Shop. When we were in Boston, that was our biggest mm. brand. Right. Did, did you see in I the- I left there in 95. 
five. In the time you had it, did you see a decline no. over time? No. I was buying by the cases per size really? when I was little. Mm. You know, and buying that way was, you know, thousands, 2,000 uh, cigars per wrapper per size mm. across the board. And at that time was a Robusto, Toro, Churchill. They had many other sizes too, mm. but those were the ones in natural in Maduro and a huge seller for us. And there'll be more about this brand because it may be resurrected. We'll get into that. Stay tuned. I got news on it Tiamo for the future. come back from the dead? could come back from the dead. Like a zombie? Yep. Wow. Yep. So let's see what happens. That was where the Toro came from. The word Toro. When yeah, the bull. Six by 50. That was the bull that was on there, and they were the first ones to come out with Toro. Uh, San Andreas tobacco that everybody talks about. That's the original San Andreas. So a lot to Tiamo, and we'll get to that in, a, in another episode. But other brands that may be uh, too close to call yet, you guys decide. Parodi. Parodi, mm-hmm. which was the competition to Toscano, mm-hmm. it was a cheaper um, inexpensive version for the U.S. Toscano wasn't here. They came out 100 years ago with Parodi. Toscano comes to the U.S. and a few years later buys Parodi, mm-hmm. buys yeah. their competition that, out. That's to kill it. Yeah, 100% to kill it, especially since they're now getting a, a bigger footprint in the mm. States. Uh, Cuba Aliados, Puros Indios, it goes to Oliva. An old brand with substantial equivalence, which yep. is what they needed, because if they were going to make new brands, they had problems uh, there. They bought it. Um, is They didn't even make it themselves, right? They had, had somebody else make it. No, nah, and they haven't done a lot of push behind it either. No. So it's like, all right, let's release something, but really call no attention to it. It kind of makes no, the marketing behind it's terrible. Well, as I'm saying to you, maybe I'll come out with some hammer and sickle every year just to keep it keep yeah. it there, but we're not going to give a lot of attention to it. We'll run a special on it, and then I was able to take some in and show um, commerce, which is what you have to do is show that it's been sold. Uh, one-off. That went to Elysion, mm. one-off. I believe that's a substantial equivalence by myself. Mm-hmm. Why else would they buy it? It was totally dead, mm. gone for years. Are they doing anything Yeah, with he that? still has it in yeah? his catalog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Philly have a Tampa. This was a machine-made cigars, mm. very, very popular, mm-hmm. uh, consolidated cigar. Now, Altadas bought, bought that, and I believe that was because... They had Garcia Vega mm. and, and uh, Dutch Masses and all kinds of different things, and they took that to take their competition mm. out. Basically. And it still exists, you know, the Phillies because of blunts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that a thing still, Philly blunts? Of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, JR and all their brands, which this is confusing to me, El Rey de Mundo, which was a JR brand mm-hmm. that was later sold JR Cigars was later sold to uh, Altadas. Mm-hmm. At that time, Consolidated Cigar then became Altadas. And it kind of disappeared. And when it was resurrected, it was resurrected with Scandinavian tobacco. Mm-hmm. General Cigar, now forged, yeah. mm-hmm. is sitting on it. And I'm like, this belongs to them, I think. Yeah, so I was reading up on it during the commercial yeah. break, and they're just the distributors of it. And it says that it was previously only available through JR and its wholesale subsidiary Santa Clara. Right, which is which is all Altadas owned. Mm. Um, 
And didn't yeah, Villazon make that for him originally? Yes, it yes. was it was very good. Very good. Days. Very good. Um, and the <laughs> other one is Fonseca. Fonseca mm-hmm. gets sold to my father, and I'm a believer back on the substantial equivalence mm-hmm. that they were worried because if you go back to 2007, Don Papine Blue was the only thing my father's cigar had. Mm. So they were going to get stuck if this thing went down of five sizes mm. of one blend. Yeah, period. and Vegas Cubano came out, was available too. That's why you saw that come back. Oh, okay. Mm. So right. when that originally came out, it was this uh, lime green band. So oh. they do this for possibly that reason and then say, okay, if people buy it, they buy it, but we don't care because, mm. you know, I don't see any attention put on to that. No. You know, I went by the trade show. There's their booth. I don't see it. Uh, you know, we yeah. have it, but we don't care if you buy yeah, it. Yeah, they came out with it, and I don't think it hit the way they wanted it to. I think it's. And you're talking about a Cuban brand, mm-hmm. and I, I know what to do with that brand. Mm-hmm. And they just don't do it with <laughs> it. But because um, that, that thing in its heyday was a big, big deal. And uh, maybe they don't know the back history of what that cigar was, but. Um, that is that. Right now, it's time for the poll question of the week, and that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And this week, we asked, uh, with 2023 shaping up to be the year of the Sumatra wrapper, uh, how did how does it make you feel? Oh. And uh, 50% on the nose was indifferent. 37% not a fan of it all. And then 13% said, great, I love Sumatra. So I, it, it just surprises me that so many companies went to Sumatra when Sumatra is so polarizing. They should have changed the name. Yeah, like to, I know. To San Andreas too. Or something. They, they already tried. It's Indonesian tobacco. Right. They already tried. Oh, we'll call it Sumatra. Okay. So you, now they got to change it again. You know what Sumatra tastes like? Tastes like sad. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. I mean, EPC does a good job yeah. with it, but he's got some magic. Yeah, but it's. Well, the, the idea is to make this taste not like what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. It's an ingredient to not taste like what it is. Because that's what I would get, too. Um, um, did you smoke the, the um, Aladino one? I have not you yet. Have not. You told me that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any It's different, yeah. Uh, well, how it's handed to me is, try this. It doesn't even taste like Sumatra. It says Sumatra. Mm. It is Sumatra. It doesn't taste like Sumatra. Then how about not Sumatra, right? Yeah, come up with another mm. name. For me, it might still be uh, PTSD from the cigar boom when they were all using yep. really bad Indonesian tobacco. that's what they could get. Yeah. That's what it ended up being. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays. So uh, 50% indifferent. So mm, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but that many people actually not liking it. Uh, mm. a scary yeah. number right there. Before the show, you asked me if I smoked anything good from the samples from the trade show, and nothing has wowed me, and I think it's because of Sumatra. Yeah, a lot of Sumatra. And they said it was going to be all Connecticut. There was some, but it was mm. more Sumatra than yeah. it was anything else. Uh, all right, uh, next week on the show, we're going to talk about inflation, boost sales of private labels, including cigars. We're going to go deep into that. Uh, and then we go into the month of August. Kia packages going out or went out? Uh, they're packed up, and I believe they're shipping Monday or Tuesday. All right. Uh, we slow played it a little bit because there is another Saturday in this month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. And we'll get into uh, next the- week. We'll tell you what's uh, what's in line for August. Mm-hmm. I don't like to give it too much. 
uh, go too, too deep into it no. before before the we we made the announcement on it. But uh, uh, we got some good shows coming up. I, I can say we have Rocky Patel live coming in. We have Eric Newman uh, coming in live, and uh, maybe Rocky will want to advertise. Oh wait, he already uh, does. He already does. <laughs> It is uh, it is the season for the cigar manufacturing wanting to come to New Hampshire. Uh, the the cold and snow went away, but did they realize it's been raining for forty days and forty oh, nights? It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Although it, build it, an ark, it looks like clear sailing for a little while. Yeah, the whole week us. looks good. All right, mm-hmm. we need ten days of dry, according uh, to the weather men. Mm-hmm. Of you know, worrying about the trees actually falling down and stuff. Yeah, the ground's ground. too saturated. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, moving on, uh, some of the biggest uh, successful acquisitions um, in, in brands that after they ended up doing it, a company really working, you know, they bought the brand, now let's really work so it. So did some get bigger, do you think? Well, Camacho. Mm-hmm. So Camacho was actually sold twice. Simon Camacho sold it to uh, the Aroa family. Mm-hmm. The Aroa family ended up selling it to the Davidoff family. The Aroas blew it up. Came mm-hmm. from nowhere to, oh my God, it's one of the biggest selling cigar brands. Uh, I think Davidoff really has tried over the years. They changed the package. They, remember they the big- put a lot into it. Yeah. A lot more variety under that uh, banner of Camacho. Yeah. Very colorful. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to see. Uh, Bacharach. That was mm-hmm. interesting because Bacharach, through the Aroa family, was their biggest selling mm-hmm. brand by far. Mm-hmm. They spent no money promoting it, advertising, mm-hmm. and ever doing anything with it. All their attention went into Camacho. They mm-hmm. didn't talk about Bacharach. When Davidoff bought it, they get the, the big one, too, and I go, okay, somebody has it now, and they're going to really push and promote this brand. Mm-hmm. They did nothing with it also. But it kept selling on Still its own. Still sells by yeah, itself. Yeah. So maybe there's something to this no marketing, no advertising, no <laughs> nothing. I don't know. Talk to Padron, right? Right, yeah. I, you know, no reps. I mean, right. But, uh, uh, like, look at Baccarat. So popular, you had Steve Saka create a sweet tip cigar. <laughs> he says he didn't. So. That makes him mad, you know. I'm very mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avo. Um, Avo was sold to Davidoff. Davidoff blows it up. It's, mm. it's a decent-selling cigar. Mm. Davidoff turns into a giant-selling cigar. Avo dies, and they mm. keep it going yep. as it's huh. going on. But they so alienated consumers with that little uh, that unexpected debacle. You're, you're bringing it up, but I bet you 90% of people don't mm. even know what that is. Time time heals yeah. most wounds. wounds. Now, yeah. Mike DiPapino brings up a good point on the Baccarat. He says, well... JR advertised the heck out of it. So it's true. I think the catalogs were still pushing back around. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't look at that stuff much, but okay. Uh, listen, it's it's by far the their biggest selling product. By far, Davidoff. Biggest selling product. Who would ever believe it, yeah. but it's true. Um, Dave, somebody named Marcus's Underground Jungle says... Uh, that uh, me, you, and Barry are the real deal. They don't need the other guy with his fig, cold draw, cake, cookie palette. Oh, there we go. Because we haven't said any stupid no. flavor yeah. note yet, right? No. Okay. Um, acid, and when somebody's missing, I try to jump in, but I have I have no weird flavor no. to do yeah. it. So I, Nobody I, does no. except him. Yeah. Um, acid. So Swisher buys acid. Mm. Everybody thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. When that happened. You, you thought they were going to take that for gas stations and kill everything else. 
If and, anything, they grew it dramatically, yeah, right? And they're still chugging along. I don't Big. think I don't think league is the same that it was pre Swisher. But uh oh, I mean sales wise it's still but I think the yeah, blend changed. Yeah, more availability. Yep. Um th- that might be because less mm. people are buying it or they're making mm. lots more. Whatever's mm. happening, there's more. I mean that's another good point. The blends often change after of acquisitions. Yeah. Of course. But did they end up? They didn't buy that to kill it. That's for no. sure. No, but we all thought they were. Yes, because yeah. it was going to hurt their swisher sales. Yes. Um, um, so let's look at other acquisitions here and see if they tried to kill it. Nineteen ninety-eight, Exxon buys Mobile. Is there Exxon's anymore? Is there Mobiles anymore? There's both. Yeah, mostly mobile. So, and it may be somewhat regional. I think I've seen more Exxon's in other yeah. parts. Uh, is mobile BP now, or is that a totally different company? Different company. Different. Okay. Uh, Google buys Andro- uh, Android. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's their operating system. Fifty percent of the phones in the world use Android. Oh, all right. Not- Actually, more when you go worldwide. Okay. Yeah, I have an Android. We know you're an iPhone guy, but yeah. Uh, Disney acquires Pixar and Marvel. They certainly helped it. They've helped it, but they've hurt it, too. Really? Marvel's gotten super woke. Like, I was the biggest Marvel guy. Like, now I've lost interest because of... Until the next movie comes out, and then you're interested. I didn't watch the last one. Really? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Some of the biggest failures, 2000, AOL, and Time Warner. Hmm. That, didn't work out. That didn't go good. Mm-hmm. Uh, eBay and Skype. Hmm. And then up, eBay by Skype. And, and then they got rid of it, right? Right. They killed. That was 2005. It's dead, right? Is anybody besides me still using that? No. I do still use it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Microsoft end up with Skype? Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft, yeah. Okay. Ended up with it. All right. And then the other big one was Yahoo bounced all around. It's still around. Yeah. But Yahoo was huge in the search engine space. I remember, and they advertising and everything. Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. and it all went away. We need Jonathan to sing that part. <laughs> all right. Uh, this was a Toro, a 6x50. Yeah. This is West Tampa I Red. I still have half of it left it, This is an maybe an hour and a half, two hours cigar. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Very, very, very good. good nice and chocolatey, a little bit of coffee, uh, like a heavy Turkish coffee. Mm. If you were to take chocolate-covered raisin grams, no, I'm kidding. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> and you scrape the chocolate off with your teeth. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to break, and when we come back, we're going to light up a very special cigar, 10 years in the making. Actually, it was made 10 years ago. And Barry has a big announcement about the Cigar Authority. Stick around. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the 
Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4, Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. 
they say authentic so we're not confused while the others say it's a word that's just abused i guess that's so they can't compete at least i'm sure aladino can't be Aladino Corojo Aladino Corojo Aladino Cigars Use authentic Corojo tobacco From JRE Tobacco This is the greatest commercial you ever heard Yeah This is Nelson Lafronso From Selected Tobacco The company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and now Red, West Tampa Cigars, Passion with a Purpose. And I'm putting my West Tampa Red aside because I can get a good hour out of that left after the show, but we're going to smoke a big cigar in this hour, too. So it, it, I'm all, all set for the day between these two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what do we have here? This is something very special. What yep. do we have? Today's second cigar is the Atabay 10-year-aged Diosos, Diosis, and it's manufactured in Costa Rica by Selected Tobacco. The size is a whopping 8 by 50 and it features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over undisclosed binder, with undisclosed fillers and Peruvian Lajero. A single's $37.50, while a box is $936.99. And if you can't find the 10-year age at your local brick and mortar, head over to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Yeah, I did a boo-boo. I posted a picture of smoking the Atabay 10-year online, Mm -hmm. and then everybody says, where can I get them? And I (laughs) went to go look, and we didn't have them. And then you went in the morning. Put them, yeah. put them on, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody looking to try it. Interesting cigar. Um, actually, the first cigar I had with you, you said earlier. Yeah, thing. first cigar when I came up here, you uh, gave it to me without a band. Said, what do you think of it? Said, this is the greatest cigar I ever smoked. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you really like it or you just No, I really that? liked it. Right. I've given it 100 ratings. So. Yeah. So... This cigar was rolled a year before that. That, that this is that cigar basically. Yep. Um, so what happened was Nelson Alfonso, who makes Atabay cigars, made um, you know all these different cigars mm. in different sizes, and he took the biggest ones and he said, "Let me put these aside and not do five years with them, but do ten years." Yeah, I can't even save a cigar for ten days. Yeah. And because he believes so much in this aging process that some of his cigars are two to three years, some four to five years. Um, so you take a Bandolero, for instance, it's two to three years uh, after it's aged going through this process. And this process is c- um, cutting the, I mean, rolling the cigar and then putting it in this cedar aging room. Uh let me get to that in a second because I actually want to light it up. Yes. Um, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. 
Not for nothing, when you were talking, I was like, oh, he's going to go on yeah. forever. I want to smoke this already. <laughs> me too. I want, and I know it's going to be a long one, so let, let's cut it and light it. All right. We're going to light today's second cigar with the Vertigo Mechanic, which features a big-ass tank, bullet on the bottom, which my fat fingers can't get out. There we go. And a weapon on the side. There we go. And that's three jets, all for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine. Barry, your hand makes the lighter look small. Yes. <laughs> hand model, I am not. So I'm going to tell you, cold draw, what's the difference between the regular five-year post-rolled age and a 10-year post-rolled age? Some of the sweetness that's on the five-year yeah. dissipates. I was going to say, the cherry isn't as prevalent. Right. Yes. It tastes like a Fig Newton cookie. And going over this with Nelson, because I was at the trade show with him, he said, it's too far. It went too far. So here we are telling you, he mm. thinks, stop at five years. Mm. And he ta- he tested it six years, seven years, because mm. he had them. So he'd smoke one mm-hmm. every once in a while throughout mm. the whole process. And at 10 years, he goes, it, we got to yeah, sell, sell them now. Mm. So they end up selling for the same exact price as the five-year because it was an experiment. Mm. And I, I would say the experiment went went not the direction he thought it was going to mm. go to necessarily better. But um, he said, imagining um, making a sauce and you're condensing the sauce, you're letting it evaporate, you're mm. heating it up and condensing it. Uh, some of the flavors ended up getting intense, but some of them disappeared. Mm. And I think the sweet part of it has dissipated. Not completely gone, but not as strong as what that was. In this seat, let's light it up. Yeah, I almost don't want to light it because I'm really liking yeah. the cookie cold drop. Right. I mean, it tastes like a, I'm going to pull in Mr. Jonathan. You take a fig newton, get rid of the fig, and you have just the cookie. That's what the cold draw was. Is it a cookie or a cake? It's a cookie. <laughs> I knew it. But I want the fig. You want it some fig in I there. want the sweetness. Yes. And it's there a little bit, but it's not there like it is on a, on a regular Atabay to my liking. And then some people smoked it and said, I like it better. Yeah. And some people like me say, I would rather it um, just five years. What I have never tried is two years, one year. Mm. The, you, know, you know, most companies rest the cigar for weeks, yeah. not years. You should come out with a five-pack for Christmas with a, a one-year, a two-year, three-year, four-year, and mm, five-year. That'd be fun. So, you're welcome. Wow. <laughs> if you use that idea, I want one for coming up with it. <laughs> I mean, I came up with something for Husto and sitting in my office. I thought it was for what I came up with, and it was like, no, it was your idea, so I gave you one. Oh, wow, okay. So, you guys will find out what that is at a future date. All right, including me. Or maybe I yeah, can learn he, he, during the break? Yeah, you already know. I do. Yeah. All right. I forget. The beautiful thing about me is you could tell me a secret, <laughs> and I'll forget it later. So I'm the guy. If you've got some yeah. sort of And then he'll secret, forget that it's a secret, and he'll tell people. Maybe that could happen, too. Huh. Ted Hughes yeah. brings up a good point. He says the cap didn't sweeten with age. Mm. It's not one of those magic all. ones. No, it's not. It's definitely uh, different. It is. You you see, it seems stronger. Yes. Which usually you would think the reverse. Age longer, it should be the opposite. I think it got yeah. stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as he says, almost like bringing that sauce down and evaporating mm-hmm. and it becomes more intense. Yeah, maybe one should take the sweetness out. You can recognize mm-hmm. more of the strength of the cigar. Mm-hmm. So inside, 
you know, you can't do it yourself. You can't take a cigar, you can't take an Atabay, and now save it for five more years and say, okay, now I have a 10-year-old. Because it's not the same aging process. Right, he does this crazy process. Now, if you bought alcohol, for instance, you Mm -hmm. buy a a 10-year-old Johnny Walker or Mm -hmm. whatever, and uh, it costs X amount of dollars. I don't know, one from another. Mm. And then you got the 15 years. Mm. So you buy it, you hold it on for five more years. Do- now you doesn't help you. Doesn't help, no. That's exactly <laughs> what wouldn't happen. Aging has this. to happen in the oak barrel. Correct. Mm-hmm. So his oak barrel is rooms. Mm. And every year they go from room to room. And in these cedar rooms, they're sanded and then all fresh cedar. Five different kinds of cedar, and they go into the room, and then humidity is dropped and lowered every single day, mm. dropped and lowered, dropped and lowered, and the cigar is breathing in and out, back and forth. Mm. Years, five years mm. of this madness that goes on. And when it comes to his Alfonso brand, he started that five years ago, and he said, let me make this special room, and I'm going to add French oak to that room, along with some cedars. And it became a different cigar altogether on there. And wait till you try Did you try it yet, the, the new uh, Alfonso Grand Selection? I had one. Unbelievable. It seems like it was a good cigar. Mine was dinged up. It came dinged up. Oh, really? So I had a, I had a problem with it. It, oh, it came back from Vegas. It came oh, back in yeah. a suitcase. It's like you got a second. Yeah. Out of control. That's a guy. Well, I, Dave, I smoked the Lancero. Yes. And it's so good, you wouldn't even notice how it makes your fingers No, look. you no. don't care. You don't care. You don't, you don't care how your fingers are. <laughs> no. Uh, this, this, so... Y- y- the, the point is, it has to be, this process has to happen within its process, mm. not I'll take it out and do it, I'll mm. age it myself in your humidor or something. Mm. It's not going to work. It has to be in that environment uh, that it mm. ends up happening to do this. But you'll never see it again, mm. that he said, this is a one, t- one time and done. Mm. He says, I got some um, little amounts of these different sizes that I put in or something, mm. and maybe we'll see little, little teeny small amounts of what is there, but he says, I'm never going to do it. Five years is enough and maybe more than enough. Mm. And if more than enough is the answer and he can go from five years to four years, mm. we can get a lot more cigars for one year. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. Right now it's time for the confessional. It's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. <laughs> Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis, voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And today's confession comes from Anonymous, and it's uh, called Liar and a Cheat. Ah. Two weeks ago, we planned a potluck work at work for a Monday. I volunteered to bring potato salad to pair with my co-worker's smoked brisket. However, that was after Jonathan's reading show, and I was so nauseated by the late-term <laughs> abortion that I ran out of time. I ran to the store Sunday evening and picked up some store-bought potato salad, took it home, put it in my own dish, and brought it to work, passing it off as my girlfriend's recipe. 
The coupe de gras was some fresh ground pepper on top and sold it as homemade. Let me have it, Father. I deserve far worse than the penance you can give me. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I've had worse. Smoke one of each Robusto, huge Toro Churchill, all Saint cigars this week. You saw the confessional? I put a picture up online. Yeah. yeah. That the, was awesome. Cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to cost some money shipping a confessional. Yeah. The shipping price at the, that trade show. <laughs> First off, you got to get it to Las Vegas. So yeah. that's very costly. But do you know what costs more? For to the, move it for 100 the, yards in yeah. from the back room to the front. That it, it's obscene. The, the prices were just obscene. Uh, but the prices aren't obscene for the New England Cigar Expo. It, it is a bargain. Uh, if you're thinking of going, um, we have still some time, but it's going to run out soon because we have to give final counts to the caterers mm. and all mm. that stuff. So there's going to be a day and we're going to shut it down. That dinner's going to be good, right? Right. Mm. Prime so, rib, was it? I believe so, yeah. Prime rib dinner, first night, day one, uh, which is 6 p.m. It opens up. We're going to have dinner. And this is uh, all going to take place on Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th, the New England Cigar Expo, happening here in Wyndham, New Hampshire. And opening night is a cigar dinner. 6 p.m. doors open. Delicious prime rib dinner, 18 premium cigars as soon as you walk through the door. There's music, there's comedy, and the grand prize that night will be an 800-pound cow. No, you don't have to leave with the cow. We'll have it butchered for you. We'll give you a 16-cubic-foot uh, freezer that will deliver all this right to your home. From that, you can have uh, 24 roasts, 28 T-bones, 10 sirloin steaks, 10 sirloin tip steaks, 28 ribeye steaks, six round steaks, 150 pounds of ground beef, along with short ribs, flank steak, uh, stew meat, brisket, all this. You're going to get it all, and you can take half of it when you win and the other half later or all of it at once. Mm. The freezer will be able to handle it all because we'll give it a freezer big enough to do it. Or you take the cash cow, which if you've ever gone to our events before, there's lots of money that's offered to you. If you get to, into the final group as it goes down, you can take money as it goes on. It's a great night. All the big manufacturers are going to be there. And then we go into day two. And day two, if you wanted to buy it by yourself, you could just buy day two or you could buy the ticket that includes day one and day two. Doors open at 11 a.m. You'll get an additional 20 cigars on day two. So you got 18 and then you got 20, 38. Why 38? It's two guys' 38th anniversary. Oh, so I get it now. 38 cigars. Yeah. Just tying up loose ends there. Uh, you'll meet and greet all the different manufacturers that are there that were there the night before, but they're at a, their own table and maybe you didn't get enough time with them. They'll have their own little booths. Just sit down with them, have a cigar, uh, whatever you want to do. The Cigar Authority will be broadcast live from there at 12 noon. You sit there and watch the show. Um, there will be a food truck pavilion, a cash bar, lots of prizes, surprises. Um, and then at 4 o'clock will become micro-wrestling. The ring Ooh. will be set up, and there will be four big bouts that are going to go it's on. Big event. Big bouts, little people. Yeah. But it will be a great time. And uh, we got surprises, like I say. You're gonna be, you'll be blown away. Didn't you um, just get the final packaging of the event cigar? Yes. Yeah, it's looking good. Yep, there'll be an event cigar. There'll be um, 
We've got lots of things going on. I expect a, a sellout by now. It didn't end up happening, but if you're thinking about it and you're getting the guys together, do it quickly because I'm going to have to give them a, 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 certainly a final count on night one. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be locked in, and there'll be no two-day tickets mm-hmm. available, and then there'll be one-day tickets. But uh, i, I got to get a final count um, no matter what. So uh, don't waste your time much more uh, on this. And uh, I'll stop talking about it if we sell this thing out. But I'm going to continue to talk about it if we don't. Your events definitely don't disappoint. No. No. You won't be sorry. So how much for the ticket? $395 for the two-day event. 38 cigars along with everything that goes along with it. So that runs about $10 per cigar, right? Mm -hmm. The one-day event, $225. That's for just the 20 cigars and the night. Again, you're down to $10 per Mm -hmm. cigar if that's how you're doing the math. <clears throat> there's a uh, hotel block set up here mm. in New England. You, have you been to New England in late September? Yes. It's beautiful, right? I love it. That's the it's time a, everybody wants to. It's my favorite part of the year is fall in New yeah. England. And that becomes a problem also that we do have the room block, but eventually they're going to start gonna, taking, yeah. taking it away, mm. and rooms are going to be astronomically expensive because we have what's up here in New England called leaf peepers. Yeah. And I didn't know until recent years mm. that there's such a thing, but people come up here mm. to actually look at the dead leaves. Yeah, which oh, is crazy. Right? Yeah. But colored leaves, and it really looks nice if you take, take a look at it. I would tell you the most picturesque place you're going to be to look at these leaves is going to be on the grounds of where we're going to oh, yeah. operate this. It's mm. beautiful. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, and that should be right at the beginning of the of it starting to turn. Yeah, yeah. So it mm. should be good. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) And if you thought the movie Cocaine Bear was bad, this past week a tornado tore through a Pfizer plant in North Carolina, destroying the building. As As authorities struggle to clean up the medicine... Rumors have run amok about squirrels with erections screwing every knot hole in the forest. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wow. Wow. All right. Barry, did you start those rumors? Yes, I did. (laughs) Did you watch that bear thing? No. I was told by an employee, you must see this, you must see it. And I gave it a good... 30, 40 minutes, and I had to check out. I mean, it's the most stupidest yeah, thing. It looks dumb. Oh, my God. Mm. I can't just can't get that those brain cells back. Mm. But people like it. Did, did you uh, do your assignment yet to watch Saving Private Ryan? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You've Tomorrow. never seen it? Never. Wow. Somebody on the Ashholes mm. was saying, how can he give Jonathan shit yeah. for not seeing Godfather? Yeah, the first 20 minutes of that movie, especially if you have surround sound set up, Unfucking believable. I have one ear. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they have surround. Dave's yeah. not going to know where yeah. the bombs are coming no. from. But that first twenty minutes to me is the one of the greatest cinematography uh, feats in movies. Huh. All right, we'll see how that is. Uh, I'll give you a report. Um, I went into the Seabrook store yesterday uh-huh. uh, at opening. I walk in and the phone is ringing. 
and I have to find the phone, a cordless phone. <laughs> you and, couldn't find it. And I cannot find anything because I only have hearing on one side, and I have no direction. And I'm walking around, and then uh, Jim comes in following me, and he's turning some lights on and doing something, and he, I'm just going around, and I'm not answering the phone. Mm. And he goes, runs over, grabs the phone, finally turns it on, and the I missed the call. Huh. And I go, Jim, I'm sorry. I couldn't find the phone. He <laughs> says, it's right here. And I go, I can only hear out of one ear. <laughs> and he goes, so what? What does that mean? I said, I have no direction. Mm-hmm. I can't tell where the sound is coming from. He goes, you've got to be kidding me. You know, but I guess you could say you have one direction. One direction. <laughs> is there a song to that? There's a music band called yes, One I Direction. Know. But, but yeah. then you say the name of the song. Yeah, I don't know anything no, no. they sing. Okay. No. I'm straight. Jonathan might know, though. There we go. I'm straight. <laughs> Ho- hopefully that won't be misheard lyrics. One yeah. direction. There we go. Well, we got one next one next week. We'll see how that goes. Uh, in the after show, uh, Barry's up today uh, with the misheard lyric. But um, on the after show, we are um, doing this consumer rating cigar system where we have 40 people who listen to the Cigar Authority. They're going to start rating cigars mm-hmm. for the Cigar Authority. I am looking for some sort of name to call this rating system that I put together. Right now, the rating system is called the Consumer Rating Cigar System, CRCS. But I'm looking for some funny or you know acronym. Yeah, like crap or something. Yeah, <laughs> some acronym that, that would be... Interesting, yeah. and then it gets put together, and it and it's there. So, uh, I'll I'll read you the press release and everything that is coming out in August, but I can't put it out until um, I get some sort of name of what this system is going to be. Just tune oh, into the to the after show, Dave. On the cocaine bear thing, Jason in the chat room says, "Crackcoon is coming out next year. It's a sequel." Ah, Crackoon, that's, that's funny. So listen to the after show and, and give me something. I'm but he says for. not even joking. Really? <laughs> it's a real thing. I, if it isn't, it's a good, it's a good one. Good premise? Yeah, good premise. As this is a good cigar, we're smoking the Atabay Diosis 10-year, um, 10-year aged in this system that it goes through. And um, to me... I would rather it be five years. Going to be honest with you there. It's different. I want to try. It's not my first one. I think I had five or six of these already, and they're, they're a long, uh, you know, you got to put some time aside to do it. So I do keep going back to it. So something's, I must like it in, in one respect um, that it's different. But everybody should buy one. Everybody should try it yep. once to see what happens to a cigar aged that long in its environment where it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, for the people that think the Atabay was too mild, I think you would appreciate this one even Yeah, more. it's not mild anymore. Yeah. I never thought Atabay was a mild, mild cigar to begin mm-hmm. with anyway. Um, well, from, this is from IMDB. Okay, you, I'm, there, yeah, I'm there too. Here's the summary of Crackoon in case you may want it to see it. It is real. It's yeah. real. When a synthetically altered street drug is discarded in the woods by a drug dealer during a car chase with police, the fallout proves nothing less than horrific. When an innocent raccoon eats it, transforming it into a nightmarish killing machine straight from the bowels of hell. Bowels. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. With unsuspecting campers, tourists, and residents of a mountain community all in close proximity to the epicenter, 
No one is safe from the monster's unrelenting rampage. This was like the 70s horror movies that yeah. they, they came out one after the other because it was so a hot thing. So now we're just going to get drugged out animals. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Showed picture, uh, Dave, a picture of the uh, movie poster. All right, we got something to get to, so let's go to break. When we come back, it's Barry's big announcement. Wait till you hear this, everybody. Uh, we have a prize to give away, too, and lots more. This is going to be big. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision, with Miami Cigar and Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Havana wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year, and the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hello, this is Ernesto Perez Carrillo from EP Carrillo Cigars. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, West Tampa White, and now the Red West Tampa Cigars. Passion with a purpose. Okay, here it is. We're not going to hold off any longer. Oh, you haven't teased it enough? We yeah, now I don't feel like telling everybody, so. <laughs> we have yeah. some big Cigar Authority news. This is uh, breaking Cigar Authority news, and Barry is going to say it. What do you got? Yep, uh, I've been here for nine years, and uh, it's been a blast, uh, but this is my last episode of the Cigar Authority, and uh, I am working toward my exit from the cigar industry. Um, I'll be continuing to work for two guys yeah. for the time being. Uh, I've been very open with you about yes. it. It's been going on for a while. And uh, so it's probably the last uh, two to 12 weeks in the cigar industry. Two to 12. Yeah. Two to 12. Which, yeah. which, which I've <laughs> yeah. already got a good four or five. Uh, it's the best. Um, yeah. You know, I, I look for a two weeks notice. Yeah, most yeah. people give notice one time. Mm. Barry gives updates. And he, t- yeah. he told me as it was going on, listen, it's gonna, it may be a while or something, but this is where I'm going and mm. what I'm going to do. And uh, Yeah, it's been a process since May 17th. Um, so I will be leaving to go work for one of four municipalities. Yeah. Huh. He's going to be doing colonoscopies in uh, <laughs> Maine. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that'll be that'll be it for the show. So it's going to be interesting mm. to see what goes on. Uh, what's the future hold for for us? It's it's us three for now. That's it. And uh, yeah, no plan of anybody or anything. Does Jonathan have to come back? He doesn't have to. <laughs> all right. He has he has left before and come back and yeah. You never know. You never know. The door is always open. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, the door is always yeah, open. You've, you've told me since day one if it doesn't work out yeah. that I would be welcomed back with arms wide open. Yeah. So, so uh, Barry's out of the cigar industry. Out mm. of the cigar, which is going to be interesting to watch when, when anybody sells out or gets out of the cigar industry. Mm. Uh, they a lot of times end up coming back. They they miss the industry or, or some mm. part of it or whatever. Mm. So we'll see what ends up going. What does he smoke in the future? You know, what kind of brands will he smoke? What will he, you know, Ooh. imagine if he stopped smoking cigars? Can't, can't be. No, that's not going to no, happen. No, can't, can't happen. But uh, that's it. So you're going you're gonna to see uh, plenty of room on the stage. And uh, yeah. we're, we're, all, we're, we're always auditioning. We're always yep. auditioning. Uh, yeah, you're going to need somebody to be the comic relief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, one thing, we don't want anybody bigger than Barry, right? We're trying to recoup some stage <laughs> space. So Does if you're big, you anti-fatite. Does that I'm mean sorry. I can gain weight? Can I gain weight? Yes. Since yes. Jonathan's not here, yeah, you can expand a little bit. Now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> hey, just remember, it's harder to kidnap a bigger person. Yes, it is. So eat cake. Yep. Eat cake. It's uh, all right. So uh, that that's uh, pretty astonishing. Big news, and uh, we're going to see how it how it goes, and we'll get our cards and letters coming in and tell us we got train wrecks going on. Mm-hmm. I figure it out. But there'll be changes that'll mm-hmm. happen in here, and one of the changes, as you see, is uh, who's going to do the reviews. And I reached out to you, the audience, and uh, those will start coming in in September. But listen to the after show uh, mm-hmm. and help me out with. Um, some sort of, uh, and you got a good one already, right? Uh, that came in on the, on the. Yeah, from uh, Cody Goodrum, and uh, you wrote it is, down. Yeah, this is exactly what I want to try to get to. So his um, thing is cigar, that the, the rating system is called cigar, and it's the consumer inspired gathering average rating system. Mm. So that's the type of thing mm. as opposed to what I have. Yeah. Um, and I have a whole bunch of ideas, and we can put this, add this into that idea. Remember the show Man from Uncle? Yes. Does anybody remember what Uncle stood for? No. Mm. But that was be- when people, first off, it was too many letters, right? Mm. Um, but everything nowadays is these three or four letter acronyms mm. that you that, can't remember what it was necessarily. But you know that's what it is, right? Yeah. That's a little problem I have with the word cigar is you're not going to think it's different than the word mm-hmm. cigar. Mm-hmm. Then if you said PCA, right, Premium Cigar Association, or uh, I don't know, you, you know all these acronyms that are there. But we'll see what mm-hmm. it gets to. Right now, it's time to give a prize away for the best email of the week. You're going to hear three different emails, and we're going to pick one of them, and that's the person that's going to get the prize. Yep, and uh, this week's prize is from Romeo and Julieta, and it features a pen that may or may not have lotion in it, uh, a lighter that may or may not have lotion in it, uh, a personalized ashtray that may or may not have lotion in it, or a hat that might have lotion on the brim for a spitball. Yep. And uh, these are the emails of the week. And the first one comes from James. And he goes, sorry that I didn't send this earlier, but I have to say I really enjoyed the show with Amanda McAuliffe. You say that the story of a cigar doesn't matter. Well, let me tell you, her story about donating and discontinued cigar line to Cigars for Warrior Big. made a real impact on me. Because of this, as part of my Father's Day gift from my wife, I ordered some of their cigars from two guys, including the McAuliffe Black. A company who does something like that deserves support. What a happy accident, Q. Bob Ross. Turns out that McAuliffe Black is my new favorite cigar. Mm. I'm usually a mid to... Full cigar smoker, but this cigar is amazing. And he goes on to rave about it. And uh, he says, thanks for the great shows that you all do. And Mr. Jonathan, don't let the naysayers get you down. Your non-Dave shows were great. There we go. So, uh, McAuliffe Black, another probably contender, right? I think it has to be. Yeah, we got to start putting contenders together. But there's another unbelievable value as the... um, West Tampa Red that we smoked in the first hour was. Those yeah. seem to be. And I think for an older one, uh, that HVC, Selection number one. one. Yep. 
that yeah. came out a while. We well, we can't forget the older one, right? Yeah, the green then, and the yellow, the the yeah. Maduro and the Havana. And it's happened with two of them could happen, but I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to the HVC. Hotcake, Connecticut. That, no sample. I didn't have. A I sample. had a sample. I, Ed brought me back a Grand Canyon. Okay. Uh, so I wasn't a fan of the ring gauge, right. but it's a classic mild cigar. Oh, really? Yeah. That I'm surprised. Yeah, I was no. surprised it, by it as well. I'm gonna obviously smoke one again, but it was a classic mild cigar. It, wow. It'll be interesting to see how it profiles in the Corona Gordo mm-hmm. format. It may be that the Gordo. Right. Has, it might just be the Gordo. Yeah. Uh, you know. Ah. All right, so James with the McAuliffe and the donations. He loves it. That's number one. And uh, this one's from Zach, and he says, Dave got the Godfather wrong. Oh. And no, he didn't. But in your PCA recap show, you mentioned yet again how Mr. J hasn't seen the Godfather. It is a classic Mr. J, and any cinephile should watch it at least once for the experience. If you don't like it, that's fine. But if you like film, you deserve to watch it once. But this isn't the point I wanted to make. Dave, as you all were lighting your first cigar, you told Mr. J the Godfather had to do with the Cuban Revolution. No, that's Scarface, you doofus. No, you're wrong. And he's wrong. Godfather 2 was the Cuban Revolution. Mm -hmm. It happens on New Year's Eve, 1962, Mm -hmm. and the clock strikes Mm -hmm. 12 and all the... Cubans yep. run in and they they head for the United States. Yep. They got to get out of there, jumping on the planes and going yep. crazy. And you're wrong. And yep. boy, he's not going to get my vote. No, he's not getting my vote. But yeah, do your research before yeah. you send Whoa. an email. Before you tell me I'm wrong, you got to mm-hmm. see that I'm that I'm right. And then Tony, the Swedish cigar guy. Huh. Uh, hi guys, and again that Mr. J for a great podcast about aging. It worked. It worked. I really feel like I got a lot older after that episode. (laughs) I've been curious, and it just popped into my head. The cigar foot is open, so why the F do you need to put a cap on the head? I mean, if you... Foot can open. Obviously, English is in its first language. If If the foot can be open, why can't the head of the cigar be? Why shouldn't it already be open, too? Is it because of the lobby work from the cutter industry on who made up this idea to put a cap on that you had to cut it, punch it, nip it? In hindsight, it just seems strange. It would make life much easier just to take a cigar out and light it up, no hassle with the way to cut it or which type of cutting and so forth. I found a new question, but sorry I haven't listened to all 1,000 episodes, so forgive me if you discuss this already. Well, the cap serves a very important purpose. (laughs) It keeps the cigar from unraveling. Yes. It's the only thing. You take the cap off, it unravels, but they could put more glue down the end, I guess, and do it. Export A. Remember Export A's? Mm -hmm. Little five cigars in there. They were open on both ends. They Mm -hmm. were machine made, but it was a box press cigar completely on each end, but it was a machine that uh, uh, glued it all the way, way down. Could they make a cigar... And not have the cap, and it's or completely open on both ends, just the same way. Yeah. Although you wouldn't want it open that big, would you? I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, no. you got Zeno doing the pre-cut with the with the bullet hole in it, but they put the cap on, then they put the bullet hole. Yeah. Right? Plus, you want to know which end to light. If you if you you know if the cigar doesn't have a band or the band falls off over time, 
you're not going to know which end to write. And if you write it the long way, wrong way, it's probably going to unravel on you. Next time I'm spending a week down in one of these countries with cigar manufacturing, I'm going to have them make me cigars, you know, a bundle of cigars. Yeah. Could be the 14th anniversary idea right straight there. Straight all the way across, yeah. exactly the same, and see what happens. I don't mm. know. Hmm. It, it, it's deserving of the prize yeah. because uh. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I was going to vote for James. James, which is uh, the donations. Yeah. I yeah. voted for Tony. That's so, the question, whatever you want. Jonathan already pre-voted. No, no, no. It? Jonathan is no, here. Don't, yeah, I don't know what the order was because I had them all shuffled on, so I can't well, say which one was really supposed to be last. You, you know which one I'm not voting for. The second one. Yeah. And Ted Hughes brings up a, a good point. Scarface wasn't about the Cuban Revolution. No, that was can't. the boat lift. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I'll go with number three. Okay. That is uh, yeah. Tony. Tony, I'll, I'll reach out to you. If you live in the U.S., I'll get you your prize. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to go back into rotation. Although, maybe I should have gone with Barry because, you know, he's leaving us. But too late. Too late. Um, <laughs> yeah. Somebody says, uh, doesn't Toscano do that with cigars? Open on both ends. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. And they hand make. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. It's possible. Imagine a cylindrical, completely cylindrical, like a pole huh. for, um, what's that um, uh, um, thing near Christmas? Uh, we, Festivus? Yeah. Festivus. The Festivus it's pole. It's just a pole. All the way down. I think I have something You got a Festivus cigar. Festivus cigar, it's just a pole all the way down. Mm -hmm. Silver foil around it. You yeah. take it out and you're ready to go. I think we got something here. <laughs> All these manufacturers are scrambling around right now, and they're going to try to rip it off in time, but yeah. they can't get that done in time, right? It's a, we're already in July. There's no right. way. I could pull it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Festivus cigar. Yeah. Uh, and, and will it be for the rest of us? Festivus mm -hmm. for the rest of us. Yeah. Festivus cigar. Uh -huh. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to the classic three-way, which we're, we're going to do a head-to-head uh, -head the head-to-head. -head, I got to figure out something because it can't be a classic three-way anymore. No. So it's going to be the classic head-to-head. -head, maybe and again, it, if you got a better answer, give me what the answer it, is. It can't just go away. Can't go away. No. Jonathan's been trying to make that go away since the, the first show. <laughs> so I keep that in out of spite, which which is a reason to. You no, know, that, that makes good sense. It's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Now, Dave, Bruce says Toscano ought to make a really long... Toscano, and you just cut off whatever you have time to smoke. They got they got some long mm. ones, and I haven't cut it many times. 
but I have cut of of the larger one. I just want a little bit, so I so just, you just a take little. a little. But then you have and the then rest. I, the of next time next I did time. it, but I never tried the middle. Multiple. The middle. See mm-hmm. something to work on, right? The fillet of the yeah. Toscano. <laughs> and Hasib says classic three ways, perfect. Leave it as it is. Well, I can't because yes. it's not a three way. Oh. Well then. So we got to figure something out. But, but uh, you probably forget the answers anyway. Uh, that's why I have them written down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean I put it down and I'd be part you, of you it? You put it in the envelope and you wouldn't even yeah, remember. Yeah, I wouldn't remember. Um, all right, you are our champion, Ed Sullivan. All right. So you're going to go first. I have six questions and no tiebreaker. I have no tiebreaker oh. because it's a, it's a head-to-head battle here. If Barry wins, he will come out as the champion. Forever. Forever. Yep. Yep. He wins, and that's mm-hmm. it. So keep that in mind. That'll uh, piss John at that <laughs> <laughs> Today is July 22nd. Born today is Michael Sean Sean Hickenbottom. Michael Sean Hickenbottom, also known as Sean Michaels, the wrestler. Oh, I don't even know. Professional wrestling legend and AWA World Tag Team Champion. He joined the WWE and became known as the Heartbreak Kid. Sean Michael Michaels. I have I, no idea. How I believe he was on the dark side of the ring thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Dark so side of big. the moon. Yeah, wasn't he part of Degeneration X? Maybe you saw. Uh, you're in trouble here. Uh, I have no idea. What year Ni- was he born? 1959. 59. I got 62. 62 for the win. Mm-hmm. 65 is the answer. Mm-hmm. Barry's got one point. On to Barry. Born today, Alex Trebek. Game show host, longtime TV Jeopardy quiz show host. He's dead, host. You know. yeah. He's also hosted popular shows including Double Deer, Pitfall, High Roller. He worked as a newscaster in sports on CBS, both radio and television. The late, great Alex Trebek was born today. What year? 1947. 47. I had 1943. 43. Everybody is over. 1940. Wow. Oh. So he had a decent run. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, he sad he died, but it was a decent run. <clears throat> okay. Um, by the way, um, of, of dying, we are posting <laughs> today. Is it, you yes, posting it it's today? going up automatically at 202. At 202. My obituary. You can go to the cigarauthority.com. <laughs> Barry Stein's obituary is on the Cigar Authority. It's pretty damn funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, you might want to get a look at that uh, on your way. And it has been somewhat edited uh, yeah, for rem- your convenience. Yes, I removed one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is back over to Ed Sullivan. Uh, born today is David Spade. David mm. Spade, TV actor, former cast member of the popular Saturday Night Live, who starred in numerous films, including Joe Dirk, Dirt, Tommy Boy, The Benchwarmers, Grow Up, Grown Up, Black Sheep. You know him. David Spade, yeah. born today. What Ni- year? 1963. 63. 67. 67. Without going over, 63 will take it. 64. Oof. Very close. We have a tie. We have a tie. We're halfway through. Barry has one. Ed has one. And we have three left. Uh, for the final uh, ever Barry Stein episode with uh, Mm. this classic three-way. Born today, Barry, Danny Glover. Danny Glover, movie actor, long-time acting career as a detective, Roger 
Murtaugh in the Lethal Weapons show along with Mel Gibson. He also played leading roles in Witness, Saw, Predator 2, and Angels in the Outfield. Danny Glover born today? 1939. 39. 1946. 46. For two points. 46. <laughs> I two pulled points. that out of nowhere. There we pulled go. Pulled that right out of your ass. I did. Uh, so we have three points for Ed, one for Barry. And it's over to... Barry. Barry. No, it's over to you. Is it? Yeah, because you just answered the question. 46. Because oh. he went first. Born Whatever. today. Born today is Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy. Oh, my God. American matriarch, mother of JFK, RFK, and Ted, was born in Boston, Massachusetts today. And her middle name was Fitzgerald, which gave John Fitzgerald Kennedy his mother's middle name, mm. like Barry's maiden name. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy. I mean, she was dead for a lot of years, and they kept propping her up yes. and making her wave down at yeah. the compound. So, she, And when they finally declared her dead, she was really old. Yes. Um, we got to go back to the 1800s, 1881. 1881. I got 1880 written down. Oh. 1880. 1881 will take it because it's 1890. Ooh. So we have four points for Ed, one for Barry. Nope. He can't even tie it, but nope. we're going to do it just for fun. Because Couldn't load it up with sports questions on my last show. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> um, but... You know, we're talking about bad movies. It's interesting because um, the last question is the worst movie ever. Ed Wood's classic movie, Planet Nine from Outer Space, mm. calling one of the worst films ever, ever. Pre premiered today. What year was that? It must have been in the 50s. 1953. 53. 51. It's 69, so... Oh. Ed will take five points. I, I guess he had to work all those extra years to make it extra bad. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. You saw it? No. You never saw it? No. Now, you should see it because it's a terrible movie, but uh, you, it's so bad, it's good. Really? Yeah. All right. But that's not the case with the um, beer. <laughs> no. It's terrible. Yeah. It is terrible. But some people like it. You know, I was told by a couple people, you got to see it. I'm not telling you mm. you're going to see it. But I have to see Saving Private Ryan yeah. tomorrow. tomorrow. I, I forget how long it is. I just, think it's long. Just under three hours, I think, yeah. right? Oh, that can't be. And it's going to be sunny out. It's going to be, we're going to have the sun tomorrow, I've been told. Yeah. I think it'll be in the 80s and sunny. Yeah. So I got to get a little sun because there has been no sun. And I'm low on my vitamin D. Vitamin D. Yeah, the doctor said it's really Jonathan's bad. getting some vitamin D this weekend. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's something sexual, I think. I don't know, I don't know what yeah. that means. Saving Private Ryan's two hours and 49 minutes. All right. Do, do you think that movie was worse than Jonathan's favorite movie? I don't know. That was bad. Summersby? Yeah. It was terrible. It was really bad. Yeah. And he said it's his favorite movie. It's like ridiculous. It's crazy. It's nobody's favorite movie other than him, no. right? Can't he, be. Even the director is not his favorite movie. 
Yeah, it was not good. If he did anything else, it had to be better, right? Yeah, it, it was no sense to it. It didn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Uh, Ted Hughes uh, says when you pick the movie, make sure you don't pick Shaving Brian's Privates. Uh, you, know, you pick the right movie? Yeah, different movie. <laughs> <laughs> different. That would be fun of... Uh, make, could we do that with cigars of um, coming up with, like... What porn names for cigars? Yeah, like it, it's a little little off of whatever it is. So. Huh. I don't know. Somebody thought you should make a cigar called the Stripper Pole in Barry's honor. Mm-hmm. That would be this. It could be the same thing. So during the year, it's the Stripper Pole until uh, it's Christmas time, <laughs> and then it's the Festivus yeah. Pole. <laughs> same one. Yeah, instead of back to back, you could do butt to butt. That's good, multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we are. We're we're one hour and fifty-five minutes into a two-hour show. We still have five minutes to go, and usually I'm I'm pushing to do it, but yeah. we're one guy short. Yeah. So that's what becomes a problem that. One person not chiming in ends up taking. You got to imagine ten minutes. Yeah, two hours of, of is there, a long it's time. It's going to be a. It's going to be an issue, right? Because I had plenty of stuff, but what I thought was easy two hours, and I'm and I ran a little short. You did make one mistake, though. Yes, you, but I had to use it. I had to use it somewhere. I so I, I would have been short in the first hour of, of there, but uh, it is what it is. So, uh, do you have one brand that went away you wish never did go away? I I loved Butera. Yes, mm. Butera was a great cigar. Mm. It was a cigar of the year. Mm. So the, the, the Drew Estate Connecticut uh, Chateau Royale. Chateau Royale was Real a Robert, great yeah. one. Puro Sindios was a great cigar, mm-hmm. but somebody bought it, but they still haven't done anything with it, right? It's no, I mean, no, Tiamo was, was a great cigar. Again, I got some news I mean, on that yeah. later. In its heyday, Bahia was a fantastic cigar. Yes, yeah, there was some that one cigar that was bought that it still exists, but it's it's not what it was. The Cao Brasilia back in the day when it was Tim's and his dad's company. That was a great cigar yeah. <clears throat> ahead of its time too because it, it was strong. Still out there? Yeah, it's a catalog cigar. Oh, it's yeah. not. It doesn't even use the same wrapper. It's, it's. And that Brazil turned <clears throat> into. They started using other countries. Yeah, and they the Italia. Up, and then they made a mix with Brazilian and something else. Yeah. And they, it was a lot mm. that came off of that. Mm. Um, any anything on Tim Oslinger of his new cigars coming out? Yeah, he, we got the Bosphorus and we got the. Uh, Ararat or whatever the name of the new Aramis is the new yeah. one. We got him. If you're looking for Tim's to be reminiscent of the old CAOs, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're good cigars. Yeah. Different from. But the piece Pisidesia, the yellow, was phenomenal. And then, then I got the red coming out this year. I believe we ordered it at the right. show. Um, People like colors, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, right? And you remember. And they don't have to worry about, hey, you can't use mm. white. You know, because I had white, but you can't trademark it. Yeah. That's popular. You know, then it's not quinquagenario, right? People Mm -hmm. can come in and say, I want the one with the red band. So, Barry, almost nine years. Thank you. Nine years. Yeah. Nine years? Yeah. And you came in, and we smoked the Atabay as the first First cigar. cigar. Coincidentally, Mm -hmm. not even thinking that, the last cigar. So it's, yeah. it's, you can tie this up in a bow. It's I'm not going to lie. I was hoping you would give me an Atabay Black as a parting gift, but, mm. you know. If I had one. <laughs> it, 
if I had one, but is it out of a ten year and it made sense, so so it's, it worked out. Yeah, it's a good cigar. It's it's more woody than the non aged version. Yeah, um, it definitely changes things up. Yeah, I would definitely grab one of each and put them yeah, side by side. I'd say it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I heard Oliver had a smoke a 10-year and a 5-year, one in one hand and one in the other. Nelson made mm. him do it. Mm. Uh, and years ago when I met Nelson, he says, do you ever smoke Bahike and Atabe mm. together? And mm. I go, no. Mm. And he goes, we must do it. We mm. must do it. And here I am sitting in the office with an Atabe in one hand and a uh, Cohiba Bahike mm. in the other, both lit. Yeah. And going back and forth, it was like $150 friggin' smoke. Mm. Yeah. And it was interesting to do, but it's... Uh, costly um, yes. for sure to and end. don't worry about taking the bands off these cigars they practically fall off yeah yeah that's what will happen Just slide them right off all right that's it barry thank you yep, thank, thank you. you for your time served <laughs> sir thank you and uh next week mr jonathan is back and barry is gone it's musical cheers but i'll be here and i hope you will too until then you have been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And in lieu of the regular exit, thank you for letting me be a part of your lives. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.